Good morning. Welcome to another episode of Thursday Mornings with Alex and Don, where Pastor Don answers all of your questions from theology, parenting, and whether he can tell if you're sleeping in church. Enjoy. Please like and subscribe. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Trying to figure out which way to cross your legs. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, We should get some like uh, fun chairs or something. So that we would just like, or just like, like recliners, oh, recliners, or beanbag chairs. Yeah. No, there's a certain age limit for beanbag chairs. Oh, they're cool. Yeah. It uh, just take takes a few more beans when you're older. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say like they probably became popular when you were a youngster, <laughs> and they probably used real beans in there. I never opened one up, but probably. I okay. Know. I just remember that when they had that like foam stuff and we would like jump on them mm-hmm. and they're like oh this one has a hole because it would just shoot this like foam into the air and yeah, i yeah. think they had uh navy beans northern great northern navy beans in them mm. they're bigger not the air force beans or the army but navy okay yeah right um so question have you ever read something that's like so boring you feel like it's poisoning you that you're like I'm dying, and I think it's Matthew verses one through nineteen. You know what I'm talking about? Matthew. Oh, the genealogies in yeah. Matthew. Yeah. I mean, I mean, is, is the Bible important? Yes. Is are those important? Uh, well, Charlene and I just went through uh, reading the Bible, you know, and got into the uh, begats and the begottens and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they get a little, little long. Yeah. The thing that I'm finding is interesting that as if you, if you get a little bit more familiar with the names, then you realize how they fit together. Yeah. Then you realize, hey, Rahab, you know, she wasn't really in the fold, but she's in the genealogy hmm. that comes to Jesus. Hmm how God can redeem people we wouldn't even think about and be they become part of his plan like maybe he has a place for even me okay you spun that in a good way that's you're very optimistic on that part of it I like that but not disagreeing with you but like if I come to church and I look at the bulletin and see that the scripture reading is Matthew chapter 1 verses 1 through 17 I'm probably gonna yell fire <laughs> okay. Um, so someday, maybe you won't, though. You think, okay. You think, you know, I'm going to grow in my spiritual journey, and I'm going to really enjoy reading those verses someday. Well, I'm not sure you're going to jump up and down <laughs> for those verses, but you'll realize, whoa, there's a heavy message here. Yeah. Okay. God, God even has a place for Alex. Yeah. Okay. That's good. In the begats. Yeah. I just I just recently found the, like, the book of Matthew, the, like, the... Uh, it's on Amazon uh, video, and it's maybe it's called Prime Video, whatever it is, but it's like an actual. It, it's a well-produced, the Book of Matthew, and they did it for all the Gospels, and, and yeah, they try to kind of race through that very first part there, because what do you show for an image with that stuff? Yeah. But otherwise, I thought it was really well. Good. Part of it is I'm a genealogist. I enjoy knowing where I've come from, and oh sure, and what has begat me to be who I am today and and uh, 
to think that that's been the case from the very beginning is pretty profound. So have you done like one of the 23andMe or mm-hmm. yeah. Ancestry? Or right. What are your origins? I get a lot of messages. Basically, it's uh, Scottish, English, and, and German. I'm three-eighths German. Whoa. Can you imagine how I could argue with myself? I could have my own war. Scotch, Irish, German. Well, yeah. I can disagree with myself. Yeah. And be effective. Yeah. <laughs> I do that every day. I can be conflicted. Uh, yeah. I think a lot of people, I, I looked at like a map of like where the people, like what each state is and their, uh, what the most populous ancestry of it. And a lot of them are from German. I, that surprised me, you know? I haven't done one, but my, no, my mom, like she did one and she found out that she was like, I don't remember any of the other things because she was most proud that she was like, what was it, like 8% or she'll comment and say what it was, like Lebanese. Lebanese. Yeah. So she was real proud of that. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I would think with the name of Zimmerman, you might have some German back. I, th- yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I think that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, so this next question, the, the verse, if you want to look it up, it's Exodus 23, 1 through 9. Um, and there's a lot of talk about justice and, and what that looks like. In the, in the United States and, and, and all over is because we were founded on like this system that was supposed to be like the perfect justice where no one can escape it and no one can do. but now there's this social justice where it's I, I'm trying to figure out if that is a good thing or not do you want to read that do not spread false reports do not help the wicked a wicked man by being malicious in witness do not follow a, the crowd in doing wrong did you say a specific verse or these I think first I said 18? one through nine. Yeah. But I, uh, when you give testimony in a lawsuit, do not pervert justice by siding with the crowd, and do not show favoritism to a poor man in his lawsuit. If you come across your enemy's ox or donkey wandering off, be sure to take it back to him. If you see the donkey or of someone who hates you fallen down under its load, do not leave it there. Be sure to help him with it. Do not deny justice to your to the, your poor people in their lawsuits. Have nothing to do with false charge and do not put an innocent or honest person to death or I will acquilt, will not acquilt the guilty. Do not accept a bribe for a bribe blinds those who see and twists the words of the righteous. Do not oppress an alien. You yourselves know how it feels to be aliens because you were aliens in Egypt. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I thought that that's, that's how I was always, I've always thought is that, um, but, but what I wanted to ask you is like, how do you know when you're a part of the crowd, you know, mm-hmm. cause it's pretty much just like, you know, do the just things, do the righteous things, serve justice. Don't just because everyone else thinks that this is the right way to go. That doesn't necessarily mean, or but it's actually saying there, don't side with the crowd, right. doesn't it? Right, it does. Don't side with the crowd. Is it? Does that mean that once you've reached, do not follow the crowd in doing wrong. Part of the reason, oh, in doing wrong, okay. in, in the doing, what's being. So, God has created us, whether we like it or not, with a moral radar. Granted, over time, it can be abused yeah. and misused. 
and uh, sometimes even corrupted to the point that, that there are people I've worked with who have no, no moral radar anymore. However, God, I think, created in our heart a sense of who he is, what justice is, what's right, what's wrong. Uh, I think Jesus put it really good. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. When, I mean, apart from any other created being, we as human beings are given the ability to put ourselves in someone else's shoes. And we need to understand and live that out more often. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. I, the, what about the uh, part about not siding with the, the poor? What was it? The uh, Against the poor. Right, against yeah. the poor, yeah. Wait, is it? And James would have some, something to say about that, too. Uh, it's easy when somebody's got enough money to bribe you to let the money speak. Yeah. And in sometimes in our society, I think we let money speak. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the church could be guilty of letting money speak. Right. That's not justice. Yeah. And that's not what God is talking about when he wants us to not only be just, but be merciful right. to, to those who are poor. Yeah. And those who have been, I know like one of the uh, translations in that is like, it was not just like poor, but like downtrodden or uh, um, oppressed, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think that might come from a newer, they might've, they might've added the oppressed part for, for but it was a 1998 one. So it can be, a super modern translation of that <clears throat> but I've kind of questioned about like a real world something that I've struggled with okay um, so with with agriculture right back in the 50s and 60s I believe they made it so that if you wanted to get a loan um, is some certain things about acquiring loans and acquiring um, grants from the government and you know stipends different different sort of government assistant programs and they you had to have a certain amount of credit to be able to do that and at the time like there weren't any African Americans that really had this kind of credit like they put this thing in there knowing and I think widely anyone who's like been with or been in the world of agriculture and understands the side of it is like that was egregiously bad and it it wasn't necessarily the um you know the agricultural secretary or the or you know the fda or something like that but it was actually how the how it was written that's neither here nor there but recently like both barack obama and who's our senator uh grassley Grassley. Mm -hmm. They actually, before Barack Obama became president, they wrote a bill trying to get something to happen to, not really reparations, but something along those lines. Now, see, I see in that, from that passage, like, they were oppressed, and they were not allowed to, to be able to do that. Shouldn't, shouldn't we now side with them on that? I mean, because I know that the crowd definitely thinks that we should do something for it, and I think there even was a bill to... Uh, provide more relief aid for African-American farmers, um, which I, I definitely don't agree with, 
but then I look back at what happened in like the 50s and 60s and it's it it seems like a I'm having a hard time saying that that isn't what we should should do now mm-hmm. and at the end of the day it's just money but is it the right thing to do right and what will it what course will it correct at this point uh, I, I'm you know the Bible says he visits the sins of the fathers to the third and fourth generation of those who hate him but his love to the thousand generations I'm not sure that I'm responsible for anything my grandfather or my great-grandfather did I'm not sure how responsible we are for what our government did two generations ago uh, I think we have to be careful when we work with historical things like that mm-hmm. that we don't create more problems than we're correcting right um, well I mean you just have to have agreement right like there wouldn't be a problem if everyone said yeah we should I mean essentially do something that is completely based off of race to address the past and then if everyone was in agreement about it I mean that'd be kind of cool but at the same time, I, mean, I just look at farming. It's like you only make money like one year out of seven if you're lucky anyways. So well, what's the point of bailing out or not bailing out? But I think it was like paying 120% of the debts of just African-American farmers. And then, you know, the white farmers have to then suffer, which I don't think that's what's happening, um, especially with prices are doing pretty good. But wouldn't it just be like the agreement like how much harm would it honestly do would it create a lot of harm i i'm not sure and i'm not at well i that was a new one from me okay so i i'm not as well versed on that as and i might as well admit it yeah if someone knows the, more about it they the piece, comment the, the on piece it. that bothers me a little bit is the fact that there are so many voices crying out injustice but we have nothing drawing us forward. Yeah. Uh, is there a vision for our nation that draws us into a future that we all can be desiring together? Yeah. And I don't see that happening. I think we as Christians have a view of how we would like to see the world move towards Christ, towards uh, love, towards unity something bigger than we are individually mm-hmm. and, and in fact something bigger than we are corporately but there is no no vision no hope driving us forward yeah and unless there's something out there that we're all going to work towards together there's always going to be that banter that I yeah. didn't get my peace mm-hmm and uh, if we're investing towards something together in the future, that's something we all can give into. Yeah. But otherwise, well, I bought lunch this week. You should buy much lunch. Yeah. That kind of thinking is is more uh, self-centered yeah. and divisive. Yeah. Than if we're all moving towards something together. Yeah. That's where I come from. Saying, you know, if we all only realize that God created us all right for a reason and that he's given us a package of of purpose for us to live out 
but there's very few voices calling that out of us today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're, uh, you're, I mean, there's generally optimistic people and pessimistic people. Um, and I think you can change over time. I'm definitely the pessimistic. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's why I married an optimistic person. That's good. Like you said in the sermon a few Sundays ago, that was like, you know, you often are attracted to opposites. Because um, I find that my political leanings aside is that I don't like the, no one likes the negative, like the attack ads. Like, this is what this is wrong. This is what, and yet I find myself doing that. Like, not with politics, but like an everyday situation, someone has an idea, or someone has this, like, this, I'm like, this is what's wrong with that idea. Mm-hmm. These are the bad things. And yet I have a hard time, you know, putting a positive plan forward to address it. And I found that that's just, that's the root of divisiveness, is that it's always, this is what's wrong. And what I don't like, what our government does, like we found what's wrong and we're going to do something. Probably not the right thing. Generally is ever the right thing. Generally ever does any good. But we're doing something and that's what we want to see. While, while some of them are just like, yeah, nope, we don't know how to do that yet. So we're not going to do anything. But so there needs to be a, that's kind of one of the nice things is when the government is working together. They have those two things that generally hit each other, hit each other. And then how our how the founding fathers did it is like if they can't agree it shouldn't happen but of course we found ways around that now so yeah that's a tough one yeah so if anyone knows it is a tough one more on that because I, I i could be off on those on the the farming and the how things happened back in the day uh with grants and stuff like that i would definitely like to be corrected on that if i was wrong so um ooh, this is good okay so, in the Gospels, right, they're a little different. Each mm-hmm. one focuses, each one has a different kind of tone for something, right? Correct. But something that someone pointed out to me that I read is like the accounts of the donkey is the same. You know what I'm talking about? When Jesus comes into the city on the donkey. Yeah. Yeah. Or when, even when he says, go, there's a donkey <laughs> here. Go, you know, pretty much tells them a map. It's there. Go get it. Bring it. I'm going to ride it. I thought that was one of the most interesting things. It was just like, why is that part so important? Well, the triumphal entry into Jerusalem was the one moment that Jesus was honored for who he really was. Mm -hmm. King of kings and Lord of lords. All the other times it seems like there was suspect and there was questions and the religious uh, people were having a hissy fit over one thing or another. Um, but it's the one time where hosannas were, were raised and to the true king of kings. It's important in that sense. The second piece is that uh, it's significant that he came into town in the same way that in the Old Testament... I was wondering if you are going to say that, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, the king was... The king who came into town to make things right came into town. Like prophecy. Yeah. Yep. And it had to be... 
had to be done that way for it to and I just thought it was interesting that they all put that in there to make sure to point it out without saying look prophecy has been fulfilled right yeah that's really cool you ever rode on a donkey no why no Uh, horses yes but donkeys well they're they're sort of contrary like I am so I don't think we'd get along oh um I I have this vision of Festus in Gunsmoke <laughs> and his donkey. Or, yeah, I don't. Okay. Well, you said horses. All right. Here's a bad joke. What does a horse say when it falls down? I don't know. What does a horse say when it falls down? Help, I've fallen, and I can't giddy up. Can't giddy up, yes. Yeah. Terrible joke there. I should always watch when you pull out that white card, because I know it's going to have <laughs> some of those on it. <laughs> <laughs> the worst is that sometimes, you know, I like hear them or read them and it's just like the slow, just like, uh, I know it's a good one if I just uh, shake your head a little bit. Yeah. Okay. It, it should have like that audible groan afterwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you know it's good. Then you know it's, that's a gold right there. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Don. Well, this was a lot of fun. Thank you. <laughs> Blessings, Alex. Yep. Take care. You too.